Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, 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 Emily, how are you today? Hey, 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 Michelle. I'm I'm doing quite well. You know, every time we get a chance to record, I'm always like, here we are. Getting back to our roots, having some wine, great conversation with girlfriends. It's just wonderful. Yeah, yeah and it's nice to have you back with us. Yes. I know you've been out busy doing things and holding down the fort here, but it's yeah. nice that we can have this time and, and, and chit-chat and, you know, keep our audiences ex- excited and engaged. Yeah. In fact, I had a friend just reach out yesterday like, when are you recording again? So I'm, I'm glad that our our community is still um, eager for new conversations. We've got another great one up today. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Tell you are. I'm good. Yeah, I just finished up the, working as an usher for this season, you know, so um, I'm pleased about that. I really I really enjoyed it. I saw a lot of people I knew as they came through, you know, collecting tickets, and so it was nice and working with the younger students, um, the college students as well, was a lot of fun. And the also cool thing that's happening, I was selected to be part of the Listen to Your Mother cast. The that's ninth right. annual Listen to Your Mother storytelling cast. So that's going to be on Saturday, May 7th, and I'm really hopeful we'll have this episode out before then. <laughs> You're going to have a nice cheerleading crowd um, out there for you. I, so. I hope so. Yeah, it's it's good. And they have a great lineup of women, a lot of great stories. Um, it's going to be a good a good day. And the so. curator of the show is a woman we've, we've met and had conversations with. Exactly. That is Laura Ray. We had yeah. her on right before the pandemic started. Right. So, um, Gosh. It's nice to be able to reconnect with her again again yeah. um yeah doing improv things like that work is fine everything just moving along i am very very excited that my son is going to be home for for the summer he, he will have finished his first year of college and oh only three left God, that went so fast very fast super yeah. fast super fast oh my gosh you guys probably recognize we have a familiar yeah. voice with us today speaking of reconnections yes, yes we had dr donna marche white one of our favorites, favorites one of our <laughs> continuing guests our what met over many seasons yes from the first season on yeah right yeah yes so we're so glad you could I'm join us today so glad to be back i so needed this <laughs> it's just been a little crazy and it's just nice to kind of like you know get off the carousel of life, sit down and have a glass of wine with some good friends. Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, all... I think this is like going to be a glasses of wine. Well, night. sure. <laughs> we came prepared. We have two bottles currently I'm here on the table. for it. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, well, I know before we get into our topic du jour called Pillow Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Emily and I and Donna were talking before. This is the first time we've recorded since the um, the war in Ukraine started. And we just wanted to make a statement that this completely and totally fucking sucks and it should never be going on at all. And um, our love and our prayers and our hope that it ends sooner mm-hmm. rather than later and with no more unnecessary innocent deaths right yeah, yeah we have quite a ukraine population here in st, st. Louis, louis which uh-huh. has been um as this has unfolded 
Um, you know, it, it seemed a lot more personal, you know, because we have so many friends that still have family there, you know, and, um, just the other day I attended a fundraiser that was hosted by a phenomenal chef in town. who's Ukrainian. Her family is there. She's Uh just an hour away from Kiev still. And, um, it was a, you know, come drink wine, eat amazing food and proceeds will go to support relief for Ukrainian families to show I mean, the, 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 the event, the sheer number of people that wow. showed up to the event, yeah. it was from 3 o'clock to 9 o'clock, bold wall packed. Wow. Which just shows you how much people, you know, are on the, the side of caring for the, the you know, Ukrainian families. Um, Would you share with that organization? We'll put that in, if you remember yeah, it. We'll maybe, put that we'll in our sure show notes. Share a link. And, and, and the host, so it was, you know, Loressa, this, uh, a friend of ours, and, and, her, and she's a chef, and uh, the host of the event was Vino Gallery. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've, we've had wonderful <laughs> um, events of our own there. A uh, great supporter of the podcast. But, um, yes, we'll make sure to share Because I think sometimes people are just looking for how they can help. Absolutely. They show their support, you know, and then there's like all these crazy, sometimes fake charities out there. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to do your due diligence and, you know, if you haven't been able to contribute yet and you want to send some dollars, this is an organization that will have the show notes that we know is is vetted and and for real. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just the stories every day, you know, friends of of families of, of people who are you know making it making it here and just you know the, the 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 those that get rejected for no reason and those that get accepted and it's just you know what's what who gets lucky and who doesn't and the heartbreak when they're rejected and just you know it's 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 trying for sure it's mm-hmm. it's a tragedy of immense proportions and um we're not going to make this into a mm-hmm. political podcast but we definitely wanted to let let our listeners know that we recognize that there's not you know there's not beautiful sunshine and rainbows happening all across the world um and we also want to try to bring a little bit of levity and a little bit of laughter to our listeners um, during this time. You know, sometimes in the trying times of the world, art is what saves people. Mm-hmm. And we make art on this podcast. Oh, you guys are self-expression. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, our, our art is uh, audio, but... Well, humor um, is an art. Yes. As you know. Yes. You're in mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We, um, we just wanted to make sure that our, our audience was aware that we understand and, and we just want to yes. bring you a little bit of fun today in, in the midst of... And speaking of an art, let's talk about it. Pillow Talk is an art when done right it is appreciated by some audiences when done wrong it's not appreciated appreciated by by no one (laughs) and it's all up for individual interpretation from wikipedia the definition of what is considered pillow talk is the relaxed intimate conversation that often occurs between two sexual partners sometimes after sexual activity usually accompanied by cuddling caresses kissing and other physical intimacy that's what wikipedia says is relaxed i think is kind of this strange expression there because i'm thinking like you know in active pillow talk 
during sex. So maybe there's maybe you have you have a foreplay pillow talk. <laughs> you have active pillow talk, and then you have post orgasm oh, yeah. pillow talk. It's an arc. Yes. I was going to ask you, like, so do you have pillow talk if you're having a one night stand? Oh. Or is well, this pillow talk in for a relationship? On the partner, right? Sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm a talker, so apparently I will have pillow talk <laughs> on a one night stand and in a relationship because and I'm a solo. talker. That's the best pillow talk. <laughs> You're so beautiful. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you read my mind. I so wanted you to do that. <laughs> As our lights flashed just then. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, so we came up with this idea to talk about pillow talk for a number of reasons. But one is I had come across this thing on um I think on Twitter or TikTok or something where somebody had actually gone out and asked for people to comment on good or bad experiences with pillow talk. Mm. And some of the comments that people put um, responded with just had me laughing and had me thinking, oh, I know we have stories stories to tell yeah. and stories to share and of course we'll share some of these uh, these comments from the TikTok as well cuz uh, um, just cuz you guys got to hear this stuff as comments. well yeah yes yeah. so uh, let's start with your question Donna cuz you said do you pillow talk with one night stand right and what what has been your experience there well i mean I think it depends on if you're talking about the active pillow talk again. Mm. And then you said the post-orgasmic pillow talk, which is a different kind of pillow talk. So I would imagine that you're, if you're in a committed relationship, it would be a different type of pillow talk mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. But the more fun pillow talk seems to be the sort of raunchy things that people say in the moment of sex or whatever. <laughs> so like that's the more, I mean, pillow talk, you know, yes. They said it would have controlled... And the Wikipedia of it is yeah. that a controlled, it cuddly, you know, and, and how they described it to me was definitely post orgasmic pillow okay. talk is how Wikipedia described it, and so maybe what what it is more of, you know, do you talk during sex? So sexy things said in bed. Yeah. Or even, like you were saying, there's the arc, right, during foreplay. Like, right. you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's telling someone that you think they're beautiful or having a philosophical conversation that, that gets people talk? turned on. But is like pillow talk, talk, does it have to be dirty talk? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know? I mean, I'm not saying I'm against any of it. If it is dirty talk, like the sex part of it, and then pillow talk is like afterwards, or are we counting that like all together? I would let's just count it all together. Because if it's you know if you're in bed, then it would be pillow talk, right? Sure. We're yeah. so not like in the back of a car somewhere. Or well, that would <laughs> be seat talk. I mean, technically, we're just talking about talk around during. Yes. After. Exactly. So exactly. Location doesn't matter, right? Right. Yeah. And then you know. so because my story is that I'm really I feel like it's kind of contrived to be oh. talking during sex and like it's mm. sort of a turnoff to me to be all. You know, in an attempt to sound like a porno. Right. You know, like it's, it's sort of like it's sort of, I don't know, it's kind of fake and like it's not hot to me. It's to, disruptive. You know, it can be disruptive. Some of that stuff like, you know, who's your daddy and all that kind of like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like it's, that's not, like it's not good for me. But then there are some things can, that can be sort of erotic and nice as well. Right. So I think it just depends on the person. 
And it depends on and the, the context. The, yeah, it, exactly. Right? And the people, yeah. right? Because you're not going to say some stuff. Okay, we know that's a loaded statement. You're not going to say some stuff to some people that you're with that you might say to other people that you're with. Right, so it depends on your audience, right? (laughs) So, I mean, I have, I have, I have a tendency to talk. So it's a good thing that um, we're not going to have sex. And so we're using (laughs) it's a turnoff for you. It just just seems like it's, it's so like contrived. It's so like. Well, if like you're acting. forcing it, then yeah, it's contrived. It seems, but if it's it natural, like where you're just like in the moment, and the thing that you are you express in that moment are words, you know, then yeah. that's not contrived. That's yeah. authentic to you. Right. Because if you're forcing it to be like, oh yeah, you've got a big one guy, you know, like if it's, if it's and corny, he if it's like know? totally corny, like a porno or like right. sort of like cliche, like I don't. It's a leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder if people think they have to talk like a porno. Like if that's I where think they do. If they think that that's where they're getting their sexual education and mm, they, that's sure. what they see. Yeah. And they think that's what they need to say. I would gather that some of us have had other sexual experiences and education other than pornos <laughs> who listen to this podcast. But, um, yeah. But for me, like, I... I do talk a lot, and I don't think it's contrived. Is it like sexual cues, or are you like, oh yeah, to the left, baby, or like? Well, sometimes, you, like, sometimes, like, oh my god, that feels so great. Yes, <coughs> I need more of that, and I know I talk a lot because that keeps me connected mm-hmm. to the partner. Fine. I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying, you know what I'm talking it's about? Just, like this sort of like, it's just like nobody's ever said like who's script. your daddy, baby. Like a script, you know? <laughs> or, like I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna do my grocery <laughs> list right now, right? Yeah, yeah. or beige. Right. Let's paint the ceiling <laughs> beige. beige. No. It's just, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, there's a difference. I mean, but I think that it also comes with the more familiarity you have with your partner, right? So I would probably, I'm going to go out there on, on the limb and I have absolutely no scientific ex- <laughs> basis with this, but I would say that some probably the worst pillow talk that you've ever experienced or ever given has been on a one-night stand. Oh, well, yeah, because you have no clue about and how you're... If you're wasted, you... <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. The best sex comes with somebody that you have a lot of chemistry with and you know each other and you know what you, you know, that you you kind of know what each other it. likes and you... Anticipating. Right. Um, so that's not to say that, you know, some of these other experiences can't be exciting as well. But, you know, it would, of course it makes sense that having knowledge about what turns the boat, both you and your partner... We're partners, hey, you know, whatever. On, then, you know. Yeah. So what's interesting is, is like, when you are with a partner, sometimes the only time that you exchange what it is that you like is during the sexual act. For sure. In bed. And in bed. So how, if you are somebody that is, like, not turned on by somebody talking to you or talking, like, how do then can you elicit that information or give your partner that information if they're like, I need you to not talk while we're having sex? You know, I and that's happened to me before, where they're like, could you just not talk? What? 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 
Do you I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like I didn't want it to be like some staged like cornball porn talk. You know what I mean? Like, you know, whose pussy is this? I don't want any of that crap. But that's a whole other situation. Well, your situation. That's a whole other situation. I mean, that's just now. somebody who's not interested in what you want. I mean, I would say, oh, oh, so so you're good to just go do what you want to do, and then they're saying no talking. Period. Yeah. What about the oohs and ahs? Can you do that? I <laughs> didn't at that point. Yeah, you're I was like, yeah. no moaning. Oh, yeah. Go home. Oh, are you yeah. done yet? Yeah, exactly. And then you're just. That's funny. I need to file my nails. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But I wonder, you know, like when is a good time to have those conversations about what it is you like and you don't like? Over text because they're at work. over text. <laughs> you know, it's only give them an erection while they're at work. Over wine. Then they're thinking about you all day long. Yeah. And then they just can't wait to get a hold of you at evening. So this is true. the art. It's a different pillow talk. Oh, the art true. of sexting. Absolutely. Oh, that's a really good point. Now, I've yeah. had a couple, like, come over on a lunch break. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you're starting to date someone new. You may have had your first time. And, you know, you're still exploring each other. And it's like, oh, I can't wait till we do it again. Exactly. And then you get to, like, throw some bit. Oh, I can't. You know, I, yeah. So what's a, what's a tried and true sext message that you guys have used that you know sends them over the edge? Like, you mean like a text message or like, 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 or like, like no, talking like a during... text message, a sexting text message? Doesn't and it's not a picture. Is that like what do you <laughs> usually on my side? It's it's guys are so visual and guttural uh-huh. that it's usually been things like the you know I can't wait to fill you inside of me. Uh-huh. You know, like very few I'm getting, words but big words. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I'm like wet emoji. Right. You know, yeah. like, right. The, the big wave. Right, is, the wave. <laughs> yes. And, you know, the, you know. The, yeah, the tsunami. The eggplant. The tsunami. <laughs> it's usually those kinds of things, and that's all, you know, it takes. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, I can't wait to see your package through your pants. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorites to use, and I feel free to use this, listeners out there, is my knees look so good by your ears. Oh, Oh. that is good. (laughs) All right, now. You're writing that one down. Yeah. It's like toes in the ears. Toes in the ears Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, my my legs flopped up on your chest. Just one of my favorite places to be. Right. You're saying what you mean and meaning what you say. (laughs) Nobody has ever said that I didn't. Just saying. (laughs) No. That's a good line. Yeah. And then and they like it. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do because what immediately you guys did you went there. You went and like right. oh, you had the visual in your brain, right? Right. That's the thing that yeah. you just said that they need that. And there's yeah. not not a lot of fluff, just like the bare tactics if you will, right? right. So just this is what's going to happen to you when you get here tonight. Right. You're going to slide inside. It's going to be really wet. You're going to be exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to talk about the bills or the kids or the Mm -mm. anything that needs to be done. It's just what you're going to do and Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do to you. Leave your clothes at the door. And I think that, like, I mean, like, not to be even crazier, but I kind of feel like that's the fun stuff Mm -hmm. that we really don't do anymore. 
there's a lot lost to like dating and like courtship and getting to know someone whether it's because of the apps or mm, you know like no one's true. going out anymore because of the pandemic or you know we're all our ages and like the whole bar scene's not anything anymore but I kind of feel like you know there's a lot of fun and we don't really do that stuff anymore this sort of like the romance stuff you know stuff right. that like sends people over the edge and you know all of that but well I you know and that's that's the truth like I love the romance stuff mm-hmm. you know it, it actually for me that is a great form of foreplay like I I do want to have a nice conversation I want exactly. to know that I have a connection with the person I'm going to be with yeah and that to me is the first place for me to get mm-hmm. aroused yes you know well, I said before, like yeah. in the very first podcast, the brain is the most significant mm-hmm. sex organ for both sexes. So, right. there's so that. Pillow Talk has its place. It right. does. Because you're stimulating that. It does. Yeah. Um, so, let's uh, let's read a couple of those. Oh, um, the, of the dirty talks? Of the, 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 okay, off of that okay. TikTok. You go first. Like, and then I'm going to... You know, um, if the you could, funniest. If you could read one that is... That had you laughing out loud and imagine yourselves being the recipient of it. I mean, for me, it was, you know, he started counting with every thrust. It's like, you know, he's trying to get to a certain number. Like, please, hold on. Just one more. Two. You know, it's like, yeah. I got to make it past 11 and then I can have my orgasm. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I wonder, would you count along? I mean, I probably would end up counting along with the person because I'm such a, I'm such a verbal person. Oh, one. Okay, two. Go Three. for it, boy. It's like calisthenics. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And, th- and then I thought it was pretty funny that you know, guide me in, soldier. <laughs> guide me. In- oh, okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the word. One of the worst though was like when he came and he shouted his mother's name. Like that's that's just all kinds of wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's not uh, where we want to be. Um, I used to always joke that uh, the best the best name to remember when you're having sex is Babe. Oh, <laughs> right. That's a good call. Just yeah. that way you'll never screw it up. Right. You'll never screw it up. I made the mistake one time, and this was many many years ago. Um, calling out a different name with my ex husband. Oh, oh, my God. Oh my God. I, How long had you been with your husband? Oh, we point? had been together six years at this point. So you were clearly going down the fantasy path. I was You're like, I need to ignite this. Clear, and I was very drunk. Yes, yeah. I was. And uh, But I remember, I remembered saying it, and I remembered his not very, not very good reaction Well, you know, all. he wasn't faithful to you, so you can just be like, hey, you yeah, know. Yeah, but this was, you know, this was earlier in the marriage than when, you know, it all fell apart oh. it should have been a sign don't you think it should have been an indication when, when you need to fantasize about someone else <laughs> six six yeah. years in yeah <laughs> oh my goodness you need new masturbation material this was during sex oh i called out somebody else's oh. name i yeah. was well oh, that's well at least you did that i mean i i forgot names <laughs> a certain time because i was just wasted and i didn't remember anyone's name that's I why mean, babe that's why if you just right, hold on to babe you, said, you know babe is babe is the best so do you think that a form of pillow talk is is bringing in that imagination you know think about how you know, a lot of people do need an element of fantasy to keep things fresh and so is that 
part of that exploration. It could be. I know that I oh, have... Me for the fantasy? Yeah, like pillow talk, bringing that fan Like, dear Our sex talk have... equals fantasy right. kind of thing. Right, Yes, I've doctor. Used that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> for example. Yes, professor. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do I need to do to get a good grade, professor? <laughs> One of those. Right. Sorry. I'm very motivated to get a perfect score. I'd like to raise my grade. My points. Is there any extra credit I can do? Oh my god. If, if our listeners I'm like, yeah, wash my car. If our listeners aren't familiar, but Dr. Donna Marche White is a professor of, of cultural anthropology. And sociology. And sociology. Yes. So so we're not just making higher education sex jokes for the hell of it. I mean, it's a major fantasy. I mean, it's a total major fantasy. You know, it's, right. it's just, it's it's out there, you know, so it's the teacher student or the professor student. For sure. It's totally, it's totally that, you know. Um, Cause it's like a dynamic, it's a, it's a power dynamic. Well, it is, it is. And then there's this point where like, you know, you see each other like on a regular basis for like four months, the semester, and then it's over. And so it's very much like it's t- completely forbidden, but then you have, you know, still this sort of energies and stuff like that that are going on, but you know, it's never worth it. It's never worth it. It's never worth it. I'm just saying. Like, in my, I mean, it's been like what? Like, almost 20 years now? It's never worth it ever, ever. You know, so, you know. Let, let it them is. have their fantasy and, and. And still pass his damn class because I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, of course. I don't get paid any more, any less. Based on, you know, how, how, how much in love you are. <laughs> and how much pillow talk you're trying to throw. No. But <laughs> no. No. Yeah. But seriously, I think the fantasy is fantasy is a lot. I mean, like, what else would you be thinking about? Or sort of, like, how about you construct your, your idea of, like, what is, you know, sexy? And then, like, what is arousing, like, in the moment? Mm-hmm. So I think that it, 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 of course, starts with, like, you know... It'd be really hot if. So you know. I, I would. T- I used to take that one step further. Is that in the foreplay, I would basically tell a story, a very erotic story. Oh, you know. Well, that makes sense. Like You're a novelist. I know. <laughs> it's like yeah. It does make now. It makes total sense that I wrote that book, Midnight Playground. Um, <laughs> but I would, and then they would get it totally. He was right there and ready to go, and I. It was like I'd just build this whole world and, you know, have him imagine some place. Blah 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 blah. This was all before you know our cell phones and stuff like that, where it was you know where you do that maybe now on text. But I was really good at it. Yeah. Um, you know. What are some core fantasies, like go-to fantasies? Like for, across the border, for, like for us. <laughs> For American culture, <laughs> so, take the question however you ask want. Asking for a friend, yes. right. telling for a friend, a friend. Right. <laughs> uh, core fantasies. Um, I don't know what America's core fantasies are, but um, I would think mine is probably um, like a hard body, warm places. <laughs> 
uh, beach, uh, um, nice area, you know, yeah. not not a back alley uh, <laughs> anymore. I don't know. I don't, I don't really like fantasize oh, really? too much anymore. But you're a novelist. Yeah, well, stories came from like, but, these, but, but these are like regular, like regular life stories, you know, like the, my book has got regular life. It's not, it's not like... Maybe I'm confusing that fantasy has to be like fantasy island thing as opposed to... Well, no. It's just... I think it's just like how you conceptualize like what you think that... Like what you think good is. I found it amazing. Um, speaking of TikTok, this lady talked about how she's Generation X and yeah. how in the scene that's in... Um, 16 Candles when Jake uh-huh. Ryan like so you know I, I got to the wedding and all of that yeah and she's like how many of you grew up and like like dreamt that Jake Ryan would come find you yeah because the way, the way that all the cars moved out of the yeah. way and then he was just there in a red sports car you know yeah, and, totally. I, and I swear like I mean I'm totally a John Hughes film you know oh, yes. like person so completely there's that and also in um Pretty in Pink yeah. I've always had a thing for, like, the one I'm not supposed to have. Like, Ducky? Right. Like, like, you identify with Ducky? Well, I identify with her. Molly? And yeah. wanting... It's the underdog. What was his name? Blaine or something like Blaine. that? Blaine. Wasn't... Andrew was McCarthy? Yeah. Yes. I guess it's kind of like that underdog story, right? It's like, it's the diamond of the rough that mm. becomes the diamond that then is saved by the king. I don't know. Or the... You know what I mean? It's, it's right. like, it's, it's that same princess story really or the weirdo falls in love with a preppy guy and then he decides that he actually loves her even though she's totally right. weirdo but, which in, is but in between of, she becomes really yeah. cool right right right, right. I know. yeah it is and love wins right yeah yeah, I blame John Hughes for a lot of my uh, relationship dysfunction idea, <laughs> well, I mean, ideation. Because all of the, uh, this, this is how we do it. It's how we yeah. build like what our fantasies are. Our contracts know? for what they should be. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Which are pretty unrealistic expectations. Let's just say the least. Like, I mean, who, yeah. who ever went to a party like that in high school? And who oh, I so did. I mean, well, I, was, I, mean, I, mean I went to some crazy parties. <laughs> I went to some crazy parties, but never like to the extent of that much damage in somebody's home. Not that bad. Like not like that. Like in sixteen candles, yeah. like, not that bad. Not, like not that bad. But not, like but some pretty like big parties did, like that. I did. You know? Yeah. There, I there there were a few, and it was vastly different. Like if I went to a party that was my own piece of friends in high like my school. It was a different um, cultural, social playing field. I had some friends in a much richer neighborhood, and I remember going to one of their parties, and it was just kind of like, these are all families that know people, Mm -hmm. you know? And the kids got away with way more. And, you know, and it was, it was bigger, more people, Mm -hmm. lots of alcohol, more. I mean, it, it, it was kind of a, crazy the difference of going to a party in a rich neighborhood versus, versus where I grew up. Yeah. 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 So, I'm with you, Donna. I saw some stuff. I mean, it's, I, mean I saw I mean, some stuff out in California too, but never to the amount of the destruction. But you know, but now I mm-hmm. totally feel for the parents now right. of that home as opposed to when you were out there to- doing TP on the trees. <laughs> they had like toilet paper strung through the <laughs> they destroyed that house. Wait, yeah. They did. Uh, was it Dong I need red? Uh, no, no. Like, oh, Yankee by Wanky. Everything <laughs> fell through that. 
dog and, and all the wine pops in it. Now. <laughs> now we're both on the pill. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And then that's where I developed my first. Um, actually, I know that John Cusack was in Sixteen Candles, but oh, yeah. I really right. developed my crush on John Cusack, and hopefully he's listening. Say anything? Um, no, actually, I was in Gross Point Blank. Is really? Where I, where I like. Oh, that's the man. For I me. totally wanted that guy to have we'll that anything. loader walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, I. I, that was totally I love that. I understand. I understand why that that's like so iconic for John Cusack and why so many yeah. people did. But for me, it was more like, yeah, he can be a, a, a hitman with suffering from existential crises anytime. I liked, Gross Point Blank. I, liked, I loved Gross Point Blank. I liked him in the in you know in the say anything because again we got kind of an underdog story. Exactly. Know? Exactly. He had a. A little bit more of a crazy childhood, like most of us. You know, things aren't perfect. You know, they're goofy. You're his awkward. sister was in. His sister was, was in Sixteen Candles she too. Was, she was yeah. the one that yeah, exactly. Joan Kuzak had. Oh she had God. the mouth, uh, the orthodontist. Yeah, she couldn't drink out of the water fountain on the no, bus. All the soundtracks too, from all the. Oh, I had all them those. All. I mean, it was like the stuff of like my teenage. Like era, yeah, completely, totally. completely, totally. You know. And for any of our clearly speaking podcast listeners that weren't born in the sixties and seventies, uh-huh. we highly recommend that you oh, rent time. you rent Do a and John watch, Hughes marathon. Watch those sure. movies so you can better understand your elders, right? And or <laughs> how it is that we construct our ideas around sex Sexuality, and like what's yeah. attractive and romance and all of that. Right. Because I mean, I'm still waiting for the guy to show up on my front lawn with a boombox. Right. In right. the rain. Now, yeah. Breakfast Club is another one that oh my God, totally. was my high school. I mean, completely, you know. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I bet they're all, you know, equally challenged when it comes to pillow talk. However. Really? Do you think so? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just Way to bring it back <laughs> to the top of your hand, Emily. I know, I know. And it's one of these, I just want to say, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like a total crazy person. It's not that I don't like pillow talk I think I just don't like like porno style yeah you don't like do fake you, pillow talk do you think that this this one comment here would get you when this uh, woman says um I got on top and he said do your thing girl <laughs> <laughs> would that be the kind that of pillow talk that would totally annoy me that would annoy me alright I'm done <laughs> that, would, that would completely annoy me so this person says that uh, she was done when he referred to himself in third person. Yeah. When he was having issues getting it going. So he was like, come on, Steve, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he gives himself a pep talk. I know. You know? It's in the like, middle of it all, right? You <laughs> can do this. And then out loud, too. <laughs> right, right. Great. Yeah. Come on, Steve, get it together. It. Just do it, man. How about... Uh, you're taking it so well <laughs> when he f- was very very small. Yeah. Oh, you're taking. Wow, you're giving me. You're giving everything so I've this, got. That's, that's, what I'm that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can relate. Especially inauthentic pillow talk. I can relate. Like in the younger years of my life, I can relate to a, a particular partner of mine that I was with for a long time. The It'll all be over soon. Mm. Like if that's your you've talked about him pitch, before, you know, yeah. like oh, you know, just go along for it. it'll be over soon. Like this is a problem. You're right. That's such a problem. 
Like, is, it, is it that awful? It's like it's like you're having a tooth pulled or something. It'll be over <laughs> exactly. soon. Exactly. Like, Where's my Novocaine? <laughs> that's yes. no way to. That's no way to. It's no way to engage. Yeah. How do we learn? How do we learn what good sex is and what communication? Like, how do we learn how to do all of that? I think again, back to some of our earlier conversations with you, Donna. It's one trying to. Dip, like we need to remove the layers of shame around sex uh-huh. so that people can talk more freely and comfortably about it. It, it doesn't have to be this hidden, um, you know, Secret. private thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I get the intimacy and privacy of a relationship being precious, but sex itself and learning about different, you know, different ways to enjoy sex and enjoy partners um, is is something that should be discussed. And I think with women, we do share way more with each other about techniques. What, we, for what sure. You know, mm-hmm. like, I remember when I was a college student and I was studying abroad, and when my, my uh, one of the girls that lived next door to me in the dorm room talked about the taint spot. Oh, yeah. I had never heard about that. I had never heard, I was 20, about what oh, what you can do with that area. And she just like laid it out, uh, everything. And so uh, for our listeners that don't know the taint spot, it's between, uh, in a, on a man anyway, it's between where the balls are and then the, the anus. And there's that little bit of strip. Oh, strip in it. And there's usually, <laughs> there's usually like a, like a, like a ridge almost you know and it's where it's, it's tight yeah mm-hmm. and and she was explaining how you can just take your hand or your tongue and you just play with that space it will drive them nuts and i listened to her with these big eyes i was like taking notes and yes i tried it the next time and she was absolutely mm-hmm. right and that is now in my toolbox right. yeah it's interesting because you know younger you you hear about locker room talk with guys you know but I, 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 you know, I'm sure they're like, oh, yeah, bagged her, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, the difference between our locker room talk and their rocker, locker room talk is that we are talking about details. And and in that way, we're helping our community, you know. Like, yeah. I, I kind of wish that the guys were a little bit more yes. like, oh, my God, I tried to sing. It drove her crazy. Like, yeah. get beyond the surface, guys. Or get beyond, like, what's presented in the, the porns, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, because that's all edited. They don't see, like, when there's things like a fart or a queef or, you know. <laughs> right. When yeah. someone prematurely ejaculates or they can't get it up, like, you don't see that stuff in a porn, no. you know. And so when you start to, like, construct your idea of sexuality based on these images and, like, media, that's not realistic, right. you know. And also, I mean, no one, like, comes that long. Yeah. Those porns <laughs> are made for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... No, like normal person is all <laughs> for five <laughs> minutes. You know? those, you know? <laughs> Don't you think that they need some sort of like warning? Like this does not represent. Objects in the mirror are yeah. closer than they appear. Exactly. Something like, like that. Absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy. It's never like professional that. driver right. on closed course. It's never like that. Right. You know. You know, it's never like that. So, and I, and, I, and I agree with you that this, this communication, so this pillow talk, this communication is very, very, very important. I think that, um, as I said before, like, I think it's just different for, like, your one-night stand versus your 
your relationship or your, your <laughs> even if it's like a sexual like a casual sex relationship you, yeah. you have a you have an agreement i think it's just a different thing mm. yeah well, one night stand pillow talk is uh you gotta go <laughs> <laughs> time's up it's time yeah. for you to leave or i'm going now thanks uh yeah. babe <laughs> there was one comment on the on the thread that was like whoop <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. Well, that's over. Exactly. What are you doing yeah. for uh, the rest of the day? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's. Another co- commenter said that uh, this is from Jesse Sings and stuff. State... <laughs> commented that the partner that she was with um, stated how close he was to coming in percentages. <laughs> oh, I'm fifteen percent there. Oh, 12%. oh my god. Oh my god. I'm I'm thirty three and a third percent there. <laughs> Oh my god! I just imagine like this meter. I could, this I meter. could totally see her like like with a marker, you know, like doing all them. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the 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 bars of Wi-Fi, you know. It, oh. oh, I know. I can, it's like a little. It's a it's a penis on a poster that she's filling the little marker. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. And then terrible. this one had me laughing out loud. He called me. A human fleshlight. Oh my god! So what, <laughs> what does that mean? Flashlight? What does it mean? Well, a flashlight is a sex toy. Is it? Yes. Oh, oh when they, when they have oh, when they no. have it's sex a with that. Tool. Exactly. It's a exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which is, like designed, that, which is designed to feel like a woman. Right. So you're like, well, he's like, oh my he's god, like, you feel like a flesh. Flesh. You're like a real, like a real, real flesh. Right. Oh man. That's. That's like a doll. That's a wrong. Like but a real you know doll. You know what's like awesome? Like a doll, like a real person. Is that she wrote about it, right? So it's yeah. like, that is a, that's a story that that's I will always tell and I have no problem talking about it on TikTok. <laughs> and then she has he has another point of reference then so like oh if, gosh, if he's like yeah. you feel like a human fleshlight that means that he has had no other right. like experience inside of someone like that Whoa. except for the fleshlight right yeah mm. i know what he could say this is great he could say this is you know my first mean? time i mean he could say oh i love this you know oh, oh you feel oh. amazing he couldn't say that he's like you're like a sex toy <laughs> you're like a human Woo. sex toy well <laughs> <It's> yeah <laughs> it's like you're real and everything and i inhale and exhale i breathe <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. Oh. Not, and then how do you feel? Like you feel awful. Like when those things come out, you're just like, like you said, you're like, goodbye, thank you. It's been real. Bus, you just on feel the awful. At least I felt awful. And I think that maybe that's like part of the reason why I don't want to feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why I just don't like. I don't want to be on a dating app, and I don't want to, you know, go out and meet someone. You know, I don't. I'm just. I don't want to feel that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, and if you've had if you've had experiences in the past that have not been positive pillow talk or, you know, have made you feel a certain way, then you're going to be you're going to be anti that anyway, you know, and um yeah, or if you're not in relationships that can that you can comfortably communicate about mm-hmm. what it is that you like and, you know, some of my favorite moments of pillow talk, even in the moment of action, mm-hmm. 
I know this doesn't sound sexy, but it shows you the level of connection. Some of my favorite moments are the ones where, like, I don't know, something peripheral happened. And then you're just laughing, and you're having fun, and then you just kind of, you get right back where you were, you know? And it's just, you know, sometimes it is just, you know, oh, we're just humans, and funny things happen. And there you know you've got something real when those moments when can enter fun. and then yet you're 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 still aroused and gather together and loving moments. Well I also do believe though that the post orgasmic pillow talk mm. is to me a tell. For right? Sure. If they're if if the partner person you're with when they stand or not, or even yourself, right? If you are okay and comfortable with that conversation that can take place post orgasms you know Mm -hmm. um love that i love that touch yeah right that like everybody has everybody's gotten theirs um multiple times if need be but like that ability to sit there or lay there or uh, you know just i find it be such uh more intimate than even the the act of sex itself Mm. because we've We've had our orgasms, right? So that sexual tension and energy mm-hmm. has has been emanated out to the, into the universe, yes. right? It's yes. been sent out in the universe. But now we're both naked and we're laying there. Holding each other. And right? talking, yeah. right? And like and giggling. And giggling yes. and laughing. Or just even that little stroke and caress or, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of like, the t- there's a bit of a tenderness to yeah, it. Yeah, the appreciation of one another. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like if they get up and leave too quickly or they fall asleep too quickly, it's like... Or even if you find yeah. yourself, like if you're you're having sex with somebody and then you're like, oh, I got it. I got time to get I, I got to go. go. You, you should know right then in your mind that this isn't somebody that you are going to be with long term it might have been what you needed for that evening or that you know to get that orgasm or whatever but um i think the ability to be comfortable in that post-orgasmic mm-hmm. state probably comes with experience you know i can't say that i necessarily was always comfortable with that when i was in my 20s yeah i i agree with that yeah I think it's always a little bit awkward. I mean, you're really young. You're like, you're sneaking it in. So you're kind of like, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Are the home yet? Yeah. Right? Is my roommate back? She's sneaking it in. I'm always sneaking it in. Yeah. You know, and, you know, as we get older, we get better about selecting our partners, hopefully. And, uh, you, know. you know, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it, for me, it becomes a more important part of, you know, the, the connection. Of the experience. Yeah. That's the experience. I'm thinking that maybe I shouldn't talk to people that I'm having a one night stand. <laughs> like, maybe, like, no words. Oh, that um, way they don't disrupt your fantasy. And or like, there's no kind of like you know false or like build up. Like I mean, I'll see you next week. There's not like oh, yeah. just do no it and get out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as long as you're all in agreement that that's what or you want. I don't, I don't right? want bad. I don't want bad pillow talk. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want like obligatory pillow talk. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't. So if you're not up for it, you don't. It's like you don't have to talk to me. You can go. Right. right? Exactly. So but if it comes naturally, then that's beautiful and that's great. But I'm just saying, like maybe like the the key is like not to talk at all. But then again, that's about <laughs> sharing that expectation. 
Mm. Right? It's like you can kind of have that agreement that you talked about. I know that takes some of the, maybe the spontaneity and sexiness away on the, the forefront. Right, but, right. You know, how, do you, how do you manage that? How do you manage that? If you're like, we're in a spontaneous moment, I don't want to like kill it, but you're also like, I'm kind of just good with it, just mean about this. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that? Well, I f- think that we have to manage it differently than we would have 20 something years ago. I think that the times are allowing us to actually make it consent like everybody's on board what this is all right. about mm-hmm. yeah. you know i'm consenting you're consenting to do this one night together and our expectations are are no more no less because of the vocabulary and mm. the way that that society has um you know even like the me too you know like mm-hmm. it is it has definitely enabled us to be more forthright as opposed to 20, to be communicative. 20 30 exactly. years ago when you're like ooh i'm going to well i you know if i have sex with him tonight everything. um maybe right. he'll come back or or you know there was there was more there was more um uh, what's the word? V- it's vagueness, more uh, like fog. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't as clear of what was happening. Exactly. And then you're like, I can't believe he just wanted to have sex that one time. And then you know, now you're older. You're like, yeah, of course he only wanted to have sex that one time. What were you thinking? Why did you? Why did you think he wanted anything more? Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully, the younger generation is is being more communicative. Right, getting their consent, getting their like, what is I think the they expectations? Are. It seems like they're also well, they, more relaxed like about apps. We didn't have apps. Well, that and I mean, it's everywhere. So it's like the, there's the apps, but there's also like just the whole social media itself. Like, I mean, yeah. there's a proper dating apps themselves. But there's also um, the Facebook, the Twitter, which I'm not even on, so I can't even like I'm, I can't even add that to my social media life. Um, well, then there's Snapchat and TikTok, TikTok and, and then Tumblr and, uh, like... What's the other one? It's the Grinders and... Well, Hinge those are the actual dating uh, ones. There's uh, Twitch is another one. Twitch is like a live streaming You know what I mean? So thing, there's yeah. all of this stuff, you know, and I just kind of feel like there has to be new roles nowadays. I mean, we're talking like, you know, dating 30 years ago versus nowadays... Yeah, there has to be new rules. Okay, there has to be. What's curious, though, is we're talking about dating, what it was like dating 30 years ago. Mm. And now we're dating... 30 years later. 30 years later. <laughs> and we're still dating sometimes the same people that we dated 30 years ago, but now we have all this technology. Has it helped us? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I can do it, though. I mean, I'm not... I mean, I'm not... I mean... Like I said, I, you know, I joined this, this group and stuff, and like... It's it's so much work. Tell me, so well, mention the group because we were talking that oh about right. that pre so so it's a it, so it's called intentional dating club so it's a dating group for divorce over forty and it's more of like a sort of like a friendship support group if you will for getting back out there and trying to do it again. Many of the people are our age and like did not grow up with. The tender and the grinder and the you know match and the right. plenty Army of fish and, and exactly fish, yeah. you know so they're trying this out okay, you know it. like for the first time so the club itself is a space for us to sort of like 
you know, get together virtually, of course, and then um, just kind of like, you know, have a place to talk. Like, you know, when is it too soon to have someone pick you up that you meet on a dating app? Like, mm. like that, like that kind of yeah, thing, good right? Question. So, how do you be safe? And then, like, you know, how do you do a dating profile that is safe yet alluring? Yeah. Because you, know, you want to have, like, some kind of, you know. Well, and, you know, and then I think one of the challenges that maybe our generation has, because we, we didn't start dating when that technology existed, mm-hmm. is skepticism. You know, I, I feel that what is out there is a... It's the best of my personality. It's not necessarily the reality of their or personality. Or all of who you are. Right. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, I have to say that I, I, I'm concerned about the reality of mm-hmm. the representation of these people. Yeah. Exactly. Not to mention the full-blown scammers, right? So right. it's like, oh, yes. like so the, the ladies in the club are like half of the people they talk to are scammers. Uh. And then the other half are like people okay. who are not like ready to really be dating because like daniel the kind of leader of the whole group he's like you have to be like done with your divorce and like done 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 emotionally with it and you know physically like be moved out and like he doesn't like really speak about dating anybody who's just separated like he's like you need to understand that these relationships can get back together and then there you are and he said to himself, he, he even dated himself too soon after his divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they you always know. say that you should give yourself one year for exactly. every five years you were married before wow. you go into a serious that relationship. That makes sense, though. I mean, I've taken a long time, but I mean, my yeah. mar- I didn't have kids in a house. No, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. with my marriage, but I can imagine that you would. Def- I can see that definitely. So, like, if a if a woman is divorcing now and she's been married twenty eight years, mm-hmm. almost thirty years, she needs to give herself five years to get over that. And to just oh, sort of reconstruct before, herself before, and, yeah, yeah, before she can. I mean, she should probably have a relationship in but between. But what if this is a woman that's in her sixties and doesn't want to wait? Well, for I mean, she may years. she may get into a relationship and then it doesn't last long and they break up because there's healing. I mean, I know mm. that I've been divorced eighteen years. And I'm still healing from things, stuff that comes up like wow, wow, like an ebb and flow. But don't you think as people we always we are always actively healing from. Trauma? Yeah, you know. I think it's healthy to be healing, but you you, you can't, like, love someone else until you love yourself, like, wholly. I think, for me, for Donna, and, like, you have to, like, totally make peace with yourself. And that is taking me the longest time to forgive myself for, like, making a mistake of my marriage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's taking a long time. And now I, I think I'm ready, but I'm not ready for, like, heinosity and, like, BS. I would have to say right now I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you. Okay. <laughs> you need you need to not look at it as was a mis- that I made a mistake of my marriage. Okay. It was something that it it's part of who you are. It's part of the the worldview that you have. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a mistake. You know, per mis- se. Per se. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a fail. You did not fail because you chose. Right, left instead of right. It was mistakes come from living and trying. Right, so so, so you 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 were married. You you got divorced. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out, and you're wiser for for it. Absolutely, you know. Um, so I don't want you to beat yourself up, mm-hmm. and that's what I was. Tr- I'm not, you know. 
No, I appreciate that's it. Where I'm, you, that's where I'm I going. Agree. <laughs> I appreciate you. I hear you, and I agree. I agree. Yeah. So and, just shift, shift that language a little bit. Right, and I understand, and I and I and yeah. I agree with you. But like, I just you know, for myself, I I just have to like work on forgiving myself for like. You have you have it. You, you know, it's like you have that. You, you have mean? a. Yeah. I'm better now, but I wasn't so great a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, yeah, and you have you have this idea of who who you should have been or should be or I should have known better. I should exactly. have seen That's this. Exactly what it seen is. that, and then you're mad at yourself, and then you have to. Sometimes you have to just go, fuck. I'm. It happened. I I I I got married, but I was, but I got out. Right. Right, you know? I totally dodged a bullet completely. Yeah, you <laughs> learned a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so um it's been it's just it's just interesting, you know, mm. when we as women around that fifty uh, no, year we're old a tap spot. power. We're a tap power. <laughs> and you do you do have to watch how you say, you know. Yes, yeah, how you feel. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I'm great now. I mean, I'm great. I'm just sort of like, I'm afraid to jump off the cliff because I don't want to be disappointed. And dating over 50 is a you know, whole other, it's not like in our 40s. It's I'm not afraid like, to jump off the cliff. I just kind of like, I, I, I have so much like, I don't know, like disgust. <laughs> well, disdain. what about not having expectation around it? What about just going... You know, I'm open to meeting interesting people. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not dating. Maybe it's making some new friends and starting there. Well, that's kind of where that's where we are, like in the group. It's kind of like the motto of the group. It's like it's not that we're like a dating group. It's just that we have like a lot of like camaraderie because it's like mostly women and then other like divorced. There's maybe like a few divorced men, but it's it's nice because it's like a place for us all to. Yeah. Like talk about this stuff yeah. and yeah. you know all of that. But like I'm just not about those apps there. Like everyone in the group's all about the apps. No, and the no, group is yeah. all apps. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm an organic kind of person. Like I went to a concert on Friday night, and I'm thinking like, this could be a great place to meet people at a concert yeah. because yeah. you have like the music passion mm-hmm. in common, you know. But everyone was like married, and, like <laughs> super old at the concert, so I don't think that would. But I think that depends on the concert. That's what happens when you when you go see Lawrence Welk live. You know, I mean, that should have been the clue for you. It was alright. I, mean, I had a great time at the concert. I had a great time, you know. But I'm just saying, like, I didn't think about like so organic spaces to meet people. To interact with people and yeah, because the dance clubs aren't working for us anymore. Well, no, right? and I mean, here in St. Louis, there aren't any really. There you are, know. but it hasn't worked since our young. I mean, thirty. Right. When I moved to St. Louis ten years ago, or nearly ten years ago, uh, I remember going to dance clubs, and I was, you know. A divorcee at this point. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still in my 30s. And you're like, open to anything that comes I am, along. But I felt old. I was going to these dance clubs. I gotta tell you, these girls, they were yeah. young. Where were you going here? Here's I mean, oh, here. Wash Abbey probably went. I mean, that Central West End, yeah. you know. And it was just kind of like, Oh, it wasn't my scene. It's not the scene. scene. You know? Mm-hmm. I was, everybody was just like, they were dressed as tightly as they could be dressed. And like body con and Yeah. Like, it's so like, you, like, you, like you were like breaking a law by even looking at them. Like, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I know. But there's no, there's no culture here for like, no. like our age set that are single. Yeah, to there's go. There's no, there's no place to go. Right. I mean... <laughs> 
So this podcast has turned into a complaining uh, episode on St. Louis's lack of locations for 50-year-olds. We gotta find you guys. Book clubs aren't gonna do it. No. Um. Yeah. No, it's not even like a proper like. I mean, like jazz club kind of scene um, here. Well, there's. I mean, there there is the um, St. Louis jazz. Is it the bistro? The bistro, like that, is a cool place. And since they and we'll renovated, go we will so go. And since they renovated, they have two sides. You've got the place where you can, you know, buy the table and see the concert, and they have the bar which they stream the concert in. Mm-hmm. No, I'd be down for that. So one of the things I'm thinking of as you're talking about this is, you know, people where we're at. It's part of it is. You want to meet people who have like interests. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, it's not going to be the nightclub experience right now. But, you know, thinking about it, the world is starting to open up a little again. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, you know, me, I'm really into art. You know, Mm -hmm. I love art openings. Mm -hmm. They always have a little bit of a a wine bar. There's good music. Mm -hmm. It's an intimate crowd, so you can kind of meet people. There's always enough people I know there that I can circle around. You know, it's finding the things that feel right to your mm-hmm. interest and finding those events that are social around them to then engage. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, again, just being authentic, intentional, and getting out there. Mm-hmm. It's getting out there. And I understand in this, like, After two years of not mode, getting out there. It's tough to figure it out. Yeah, but It's hard to figure it out, but it's it, you have to make an effort at it. You do. You know, it's what you know, Daniel says in the club. He's like, you have to, it's, it's a job, literally. Yeah. If you want to get out and meet people and actively engage socially, like, you have to work at it. You know? And we do. You know, I think some of our behavior shifted over I, the last few years. I think what happened is that everything socially that we took for granted prior to the pandemic got taken away mm-hmm. when we were sent home right. and we had yeah. to stay home and then we got like we got used to that up. isolation and so then when things go back up you're like well, I don't what know do I do? if I'm gonna right. go like the, the, the places you naturally went before may not be there or well, our values shifted and our it, values yeah, shifted it's, it's hard I mean I don't you know it's, you're gonna go and get dressed up and then find a parking space or pay for parking and then like you're all like fuck that exactly <laughs> you know what I mean you we go and you go and do something you're like excuse me I can stay at home and like totally Netflix and chill alone <laughs> with the cats I know had better wines I mean less money. you know play with a toy you know have a moment I could have been a human <laughs> fleshlight all the way out authentic orgasm you know? come on <laughs> I would have known exactly what I wanted and what I was thinking, and that nobody would have. When to talk, when not to talk. When not, yeah, nobody would have been bitching about anything that I would have said. on some moisturizer. Those are those nights you can totally put your socks on and get your heels together and like moisturize your mask. Those are those nights. Well, this is what I would love is maybe like dating over 50 could occur between like 11.30 and 6.30 p.m. Because <laughs> I, I really need my sleep. I know. I, know. I really do. And the whole like, oh, we're going to go out at 10.30? 
that's oh. that's hard. That's hard. It's embarrassing to say that because you know, people ten are years asking ago, you to go out at no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's nowhere to go anymore at ten thirty. Right, yeah, but still, if you could, but like the whole like, hey, it doesn't start till oh, you know, ten years ago. Right. I'd been like, yeah, fine, cool. I'm I'm down with that. I, I never go out before. Right. Right. Now it's like, oh. Oh, is that that? That's gonna mean I don't get eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I need my sleep. Mm-hmm. You know. You mean you have to leave the house? Like, I mean, it's it's a major it's a major task. Wait, to, I was like, leave the this, house. This wasn't you know? my shower day. I wasn't gonna wash my hair today. <laughs> I actually today is a home day. It's yeah. a lot. It's a. Lot. I hope that we, as a society, I hope that we find our like like balance because Again. it's you know. Yeah. I, I don't want to be, I mean, though I'd love the quarantine, if you guys remember the country breakfast, (laughs) Um, you know, I love the quarantine, but like, I hope that we can like find the happy, like a a balance. So we need to be aware and be, you know, counting every moment, but also like just kind of let go of the past a little bit. You know what I mean? Like widen up a little bit, but so yeah. if we bring all that back to pillow talk. Yeah. Like how can we as a society get back to pillow talk? Get back to pillow talk. <laughs> it's not necessarily counting every moment out loud, but and it's, I do and, it's, <laughs> and it's not calling your mother's name out after right. your orgasm. We're going third person. Yeah. Or or right. get it together, like, James. Get it together. You know. But it's engaging. It's really. It's I mean, I really, feel I feel intentional. I mean, yeah. you guys, there's a sense of intentionality. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like now that we're all back out again, I think. I hope that we're out, but I'm a little nervous with, you know, the lockdowns. Well, yeah. And I would be curious, and if maybe you you would ask this of Daniel, who runs your organ, their little group, group. or any other. And actually, I'm curious any any men out there, you know, we've we've been conversating, you know, conversing, conversing, (laughs) conversing, conversating. We've been conversating tonight. about our perspective right as 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 women right dating yeah i would love it to, would be nice i would yeah. i would love to know the challenges and concerns they have right um yes thank you for thank you for finishing all of those sentences and that paragraph over 40 or divorce over yeah, whatever you know, exactly like, like do they feel the same way that we feel like oh my god why do i want to get dressed up and go out i could just sit home and netflix and chill right. so you got two netflix and chillins in the it's, same neighborhood exactly. how do you get them Bring together, together. And I don't think it's on the next door app complaining about the gunshots. Oh no, no, the next door is this. That damn next door is just. I mean, maybe there is a next Netflix dating app that Netflix? needs to come out. Oh, I mean, seriously, I think just, we, yeah, I think all in our favorite. I think we list. just came up with a million dollar, multi million dollar. Because here it is. Like, I mean, wouldn't you want someone who loves yeah. all the same yeah. films that you love? We matched all your profiles together. <laughs> right. So all You're the films, all of you, like you that crazy documentary. You love to read foreign films too. You need to be hooked up with <laughs> that. That's that's you know that's, totally that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Every time it. I'm like, oh, oh my god, Michelle, this is Swedish. You need to watch this. <laughs> exactly. like, oh my god. I know, I yeah. know. And we will have an episode of the podcast soon about everything we've been watching and all the fun shows mm-hmm. that are out there and in our own takes on on uh, what you guys should be watching. But guys, we are rapidly. We came. 
we we've been we, hungry for this episode. We've been hungry. I know. Episode. I know. What's happening like a long time? Sort of, I want to just sort of. Like, is, is there is there something like, you want to say just to wrap like it up like, here? You know, like like the just, communication for the pillow talk is both verbal and nonverbal, uh-huh. and I think it's important that it's authentic and like intentional, like no matter what, whether it's verbal or nonverbal. You know, is what I'm saying. So maybe, like, within in any relationship, it's authenticity. I think. That's I think that's my thing. I think that's why I'm like, you know, I don't need to hear all that porn talk. Who's your daddy? And, yeah. you know, whose pussy oh, is this? You're taking, it, you're taking it so good. You're taking it so good, girl. Yeah. And as there's also some creating some boundaries. I'm 33 and third, one third percent there. I'm almost, I just got to do a little bit more. I mean, who says that? Like, well, apparently there are people that do. And, and I guess other lovers have said that's great or that's hot. And so they, if they reinforce this behavior and then, you know. Right. Yeah, Emily, do you have anything to wrap up and say? Well, I mean, I, I'm in, I'm in complete agreement. I feel there's communication that needs to come into play. It's learning how to read your partner and not being shy about it. I mean, I think with sex, it's it's harder for women. We've we've been we're great about talking about what we like and don't like among our friends, mm-hmm. but it's it's much more intimidating amongst our guys who aren't as versed in it. You know, they quickly get offended. They quickly, you know... Shut down. Shut exactly. exactly. Or and perform, like, fake. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and so, you know, I think that if... I don't know how to navigate that side of the conversation, but... I think you're never going to go wrong by over-communicating in the end. If the guy shuts down because you're communicating, he's not your guy. That's the truth. I can't believe someone said to you to not talk. You talk a lot. I don't really, why are you talking so much? And then it's like, well, I'm just going to keep talking now because you've challenged me and uh, I'm just going to keep talking. But I, I did think a lot about it the next day. I was like, I, the reason I talk so much is because it's a, it's a way to maintain that co- contact because... In my experience, when I've been with a partner who, who like, is ce- not telling ceases you. being verbal, and and ceases trying to connect at a at that level, I then just feel like a human flashlight. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it doesn't matter who I could be anybody that you're fucking right now. Absolutely. And so, we oh, would, you know. Emily wants to do the wine part. Yeah, we forgot the wine part. Now we they're all two. gone. We absolutely. two bottles tonight. Um, yes, we One did. was from Michelle's collection. That was a gift bottle. It was Phantom. And then we have another bottle that I picked up at our good friends from the merch, wine merchant, um, a, a, a Chilean bottle, um, a, a Mico Perro, a Common Air. And uh, we'll, why don't we, we'll start with the first bottle because we opened that one first. Yeah, so Phantom, it is a proprietary red blend yes. from the Bogle family in California. Uh, it was a 2018, wow, 2018 right? blend. And Donna nailed it. It just needed a little bit of air when yeah. we opened mm-hmm. it right up. It was so so tasty. Um, yeah, it has got wild berries and black pepper. It's got like baking spices. It's medium to full body. Medium to full body. A great bottle. Kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of like. It's very versatile. Ghostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was like really nice. Um, 
dark fruit. I I liked there was some tobacco yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. Uh, which I thought was really intriguing. The oak came out right away, it but can, it mellowed out as we drank mm-hmm. it. Um, and it continues. The more, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had the last of it in my glass, mm-hmm. and this sip is way better than the first yeah, sip. Yeah, yeah. So, wonderful. So this bottle is something that would be interesting to taste in a couple of years even, right? Because So we need to get another couple bottles and put it. it away. Yeah. This Amigo Perro uh, is, is from... As I mentioned, Chile. It's a 2020, so it's a new bottle. Mm-hmm. It is a James Suckling, Suckling 91 pointer, which, wow. you know, wow. I, I love his ratings. I, I, I trust him more than any other wine, you know, more than me. I like it. Emily, I like more, it. Than, more than me? <laughs> I can't believe she trusts him more than me. Well, well you, I didn't know the panty rating on this yet, so panties. there was that. But I, I think this is delicious. Um, I, I like this, too. It's got a little funk on it. I haven't those. tasted it yet. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. make sure you do that next. Okay. It is. A, it's got a little funk on the nose, but on the palate, it really mellows out. There's again a really rich, velvety fruit. There's violet that comes into play on this one. Some herbs I've got like some like palette. some raspberry and some raisin. Mm. Is what I've got. But I mean, that's just nose or taste. In the taste. Yeah. Now my nose is very social. It's very. Um, <laughs> It can, like, it's very versatile, the wine. I have a very social nose. The rest of my body is quite quite introverted, but my nose is so social. It's out there. It's out there. <laughs> nose is ready for the dating house. My nose has got four or but five profiles, but the rest of me yeah. in the house, no, Netflix no. and chilling. No, it's very, very, very social, the wine. It is. There's it's very versatile. And all yeah. kinds of interesting things going on. It's you can go in the lot. It's very social. Yeah. The nose. I'm just a... The nose, nose. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll all grab some pictures of both and we'll share. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah. We would totally love to hear from you guys. If you want to email us at clitorallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com and tell us any of your crazy pillow talk stories. Yeah. Are you a talker? Are you are you team Michelle or are you team Donna that doesn't <laughs> talk? Or are you team Emily that really just it wants the whole like balance with it yeah, all? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, um, you know, send us messages. It's all cool. Follow us on Instagram. And, and thank you guys for listening to us and always being there and uh, being the best uh, fans of Clearly Speaking, the podcast there we could ever ask for. We really, really do appreciate you. Until our next episode, continue to take care of yourself. Continue to love yourself. But most of all, just just enjoy life. Love Cheers. yourself. Cheers. Cheers.